You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the February 17th, 2023 Friday reading of the Ark Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. Today we will be reading the following main articles. Bill to expand access to mental health professionals in schools passes Senate, written by Jan Wundra. Buena Vista Chamber invites middle schoolers to enter the 2023 National Civics B, also written by Jan Wundra. Bonfire Entertainment partners with CCCF to boost local environmental efforts, written by Community Contributor. And Park County Officer-Involved Shooting Investigation Continues, written by Arc Valley Voice staff. And Chafee North End Public Safety Complex Construction Cleared to Begin, written by Jan Wundra, and following up with miscellaneous articles. We begin with the first article, Bill to Expand Access to Mental Health Professionals in Schools, Passes Senate, this posted by Jan Wundra. Senate Bill 23-004 would aid the youth mental health crisis by allowing licensed mental health professionals to work in schools. A bill sponsored by Senator Janice Marchman, Democrat Loveland, and Senator Sonia Jacques-Lewis, Democrat Longmont, created to increase mental health professionals in schools, passed the Colorado Senate today. Under current law, a mental health professional must be licensed by the Department of Education in order to work in a school, a process that has proven time-consuming and complex. Senate Bill 23-004 would allow school districts to employ mental health professionals who hold a Colorado license but don't have a license from the Department of Education, streamlining the hiring process and expanding access to mental health resources in schools. Schools are an essential part of supporting the health and well-being of our students, said Marchman. By allowing qualified school-based therapists to work alongside our mental health special service providers in schools, we can improve access to mental health resources and ensure that students in crisis can get the help they need. The youth mental health crisis was prevalent before the pandemic and has only grown in recent years, said Jacques Lewis. In order to best help our students, we need to expand access to mental health professionals in schools. This bill will make it easier for kids to seek care in a place they feel comfortable and safe. In 2021, Children's Hospital Colorado declared a youth mental health emergency and the following year stated that conditions had worsened. Furthermore, in 2022, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released a survey showing that 44% of high school students reported feeling persistently sad or hopeless during the past year. Senate Bill 23-004 now heads to the House of Representatives. Readers can follow the bill's progress at a link in this article. 
That story, built to expand access to mental health professionals in schools, passes Senate. Next up, Univista Chamber invites middle schoolers to enter the 2023 National Civics B. This posted by Jan Wundra. Time is running short. Deadline to enter is February 24th. The Buena Vista Chamber of Commerce has announced the launch of an initiative aimed at encouraging more young Americans to engage in civics and contribute to their communities, inviting Buena Vista middle schoolers to participate in the 2023 National Civics Bee. Organized in partnership with the Civic Trust of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, the competition in Buena Vista will inspire middle schoolers to become better informed about American democracy, to engage respectfully and constructively in the community, and to build greater trust in others and institutions. The BV Chamber is excited to partner with BV schools, the homeschool community, and private schools in the greater Buena Vista area to get our youth excited about participating in our democratic process and learning how to do so constructively, said President and CEO of the Buena Vista Chamber, Heather Rupska. We look forward to our businesses, elected officials, other leaders, and our whole community partnering with us to make this an amazing experience for our kids. Middle school students from public, private, charter, and home schools are invited to take part in the first round civics competition, which is a 500-word essay. But time is passing, and the 500-word entries in the first round of the competition are due February 24th. If you are a 6th, 7th, or 8th grade student with an idea about using civics to improve your community, this civics contest is for you. A distinguished panel reviews the 500-word essays, and the top 20 students will be selected to move on to the final round of competition, a live quiz event to test their civics knowledge. The Buena Vista Chamber of Commerce will host this event in mid-April. Details on the location are still being finalized. The finalists and top winners will receive various prizes, including $500 cash for the first-place student. The top winners will move on to compete in the Colorado State Competition, where the first-place prize is $1,000. Whoever wins the Colorado competition will compete nationally. At the moment, the contest is open to middle schoolers in participating communities in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, New Mexico, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Washington. BV is one of five communities in Colorado whose chambers have signed them up to participate. Arvada Chamber of Commerce, Arvada, Colorado, Buena Vista Chamber of Commerce, Buena Vista, Colorado, Craig Chamber of Commerce, Craig, Colorado, Denver Metro Chamber of Commerce, Denver, Colorado, and Greater Pueblo Chamber of Commerce, Pueblo, Colorado. Speaking with AVV this week, Rupska said, We are beyond honored to get our youth excited about learning how to participate in our American democratic process. I think we can agree that many in the younger generations truly have not learned 
how to constructively participate in the process to create the change they would like to see. Truth Has a Voice Foundation, THAVF, DBA Arc Valley Voice, www.arcvalleyvoice.com, will be the community media sponsor of the multi-part event. The Foundation's two branches have an overall mission to nurture fact-based objective reporting and programming, to provide educational opportunities in journalism, and to work toward a better informed community, civil discourse, and government accountability. The deadline for student essay submissions is 12 midnight, February 24, 2023, and President's Day weekend couldn't be a better time for middle schoolers who are serious about their role in preserving this democracy to decide to step up. Ask yourself, do you want a chance to win cash prizes and recognition for demonstrating your knowledge of American democracy? In addition to funding from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, the National Civics Bee is made possible by the generous support of the Daniels Fund and the Travelers Companies, Inc., as part of their Citizen Travelers Initiative. For more information on the essay topic, competition rules, and prizes, and to submit your local essay, visit https colon slash slash bunavistacolorado.org slash national hyphen civics hyphen B. That story, Buena Vista Chamber invites middle schoolers to enter the 2023 National Civics B. Continuing in the news, Bonfire Entertainment partners with CCCF to boost local environmental efforts. This posted by Community Contributor. $30,000 donation expected to support local environmental efforts and nonprofit capacity building. On Monday, the Chafee County Community Foundation, CCCF, announced a new partnership with event production company Bonfire Entertainment resulting in an initial $30,000 donation, which CCCF will, in turn, distribute to community nonprofits through its grant programs and nonprofit capacity-building work. This partnership is specifically designed both to encourage environmental innovation within the county and to provide widespread support for local nonprofit organizations by helping to fund their capacity building efforts. At Chafee County Community Foundation, we have been impressed with Bonfire Entertainment's commitment to supporting the communities where they do business, particularly by their Leave No Trace philosophy at events, as well as investing in local nonprofit sectors and creating opportunities for high impact environmental grants said CCCF Executive Director Betsy Dittenberg. We're honored to partner with Bonfire as their values align so closely with our own, and we're excited to see where this collaboration leads for Chafee County. This $30,000 donation to CCCF is the result of proceeds from Bonfire Entertainment's successful Renewal 2022 Bluegrass event at the Meadows in Buena Vista last September 2022. 
CCCF will allot half of Bonfire's contribution to its Catalyst Fund, which will help local nonprofits across the county bolster their capabilities and improve results through trainings, professional development, and support. This includes the Foundation's full-day Community Summit Conference, scheduled for September 19, 2023. The remainder of the contribution will help fund CCCF's Environmental Impact Grant, which will support one local nonprofit's innovative environmental program. Details on this grant opportunity can be found at chafeecommunity.org grants. From the beginning, it's been at Bonfire's core to leverage our musical gatherings to tie into and help the local community. Whether it's protecting beautiful event spaces, providing musical education for kids, promoting recycling and composting, whatever we can do to leave a community inspired and better than we found it, said Bonfire Entertainment CEO and founder Scotty Stoughton. Partnering with CCCF was an easy decision, and we're happy to donate this $30,000 toward key issues in Chafee County, he added. We love supporting leaders like CCCF that are already activating positive ripple effects around important local causes. Since its establishment in 2002, Bonfire Entertainment says that it has remained committed to minimizing the overall environmental impact of the musical events that it manages. The company makes sizable financial investments in ensuring that each of its event spaces is left as clean or even cleaner than it was beforehand. Bonfire promotes and supports a culture in which live entertainment sparks inspiration among a community, connecting people with nature and music. The Chafee County Community Foundation was founded in 2018. It is a public, nonprofit organization established to promote and facilitate philanthropy in Chafee County, created by and for the people in that area. CCCF acts as a catalyst to inspire positive change through the power of philanthropy to enrich the lives of all people within the county. Its goals are to make informed philanthropy accessible to all, build local nonprofit capacity, and enable community conversations. Since 2018, CCCF has actively supported nonprofit organizations for the betterment of Chafee County and the local communities. Organizations seeking professional development and support can visit chafeecommunity.org slash events or email Betsy at chafeecommunity.org directly for assistance with a specific issue. That story, Bonfire Entertainment partners with CCCF to boost local environmental efforts. Continuing in the news, Park County Officer-Involved Shooting Investigation continues. This posted by Arc Valley Voice staff. Agents from the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, CBI, are continuing to investigate an officer-involved shooting incident in Park County on February 9, 2023, that began with a driving incident. CBI agents will present the case information to the 11th Judicial District Attorney's Office for review when the investigation is complete. 
The 45-year-old unidentified male suspect in the incident remains hospitalized in a Denver hospital in critical condition, but is expected to survive. The incident began at approximately 7.50 p.m. on February 9th when Park County Sheriff's Office deputies attempted to make a traffic stop on U.S. 285 near the town of Bailey when the driver of a Toyota Land Cruiser failed to stop and began driving at speeds in excess of 100 miles per hour. Officers terminated the pursuit due to public safety concerns. Deputies later located the vehicle in a ditch following a search of U.S. 285 near the area of Grant, Colorado. They determined the driver of the vehicle and his female passenger were inside a residence in the area, and they may have indicated to the home's residents that their vehicle was stuck and they needed assistance. According to Park County deputies who contacted the residents of the home, they entered to search for the suspects. An unidentified female was immediately arrested in the home without incident. What she was charged with as a passenger of the vehicle isn't known. The male suspect was found hiding in that house and was shot by Park County deputies following some type of altercation. There are no available details about what led to the shooting. No deputies were injured in the incident, and two Park County deputies were placed on paid administrative leave per policy. Per protocol, the CBI is coordinating with the 11th Judicial District Attorney's Office on this investigation. That story, Park County Officer-Involved Shooting Investigation, continues. Also in the news, Chafee North End Public Safety Complex construction cleared to begin. This posted by Jan Wundra. The Chafee Board of County Commissioners, BOCC, has approved the slightly more than $9.8 million contract for the construction of the Chafee County North End Public Safety Complex to be located on Greg Drive in Buena Vista. The total construction cost of $10,573,664.97 has been offset with grants and a congressional allocation. This moment has been years in the making. The contract with Dieslin Structures, Inc. was discussed in work session on February 6th and approved during the BOCC February 7th regular meeting. This is a major milestone for the north end of the county, said Commissioner Keith Baker. This community owes major thanks to Josh Hadley, Gary Greiner, Beth Helmke, and to Christy Dune at DOLA, Department of Local Affairs, for the $750,000 DOLA grant, and to Aaron Meeks, who shepherded the $1 million in congressional allocation that Senator Bennett's office and Senator Hickenlooper's office got approved for the building. The new structure will house the northern portions of Chafee Emergency Medical Services, EMS, and a northern base for the Office of Emergency Management's Emergency Command Center, North, as well as a northern office of the Sheriff's Department. It will also include a Board of County Commissioner meeting room and a community room. 
The current members of the BOCC acknowledged that while they happen to be the elected officials on duty right now, so to speak, they aren't the people who can take the credit. We want to acknowledge the work of Sig Jastad and all the previous commissioners who kept moving this forward, added Baker. Our successors will get to enjoy the tangible benefits. The boards before us set up the land purchase in 2013. They had great foresight and were glad they acted when they did. It was a timely purchase, said Commissioner Greg Felt. The other thing they did was in their work to create a dedicated revenue stream for EMS that has helped fund EMS services and funding for this project. It's been a long time coming, and I'm looking forward to having our first meeting there. I'm excited to get this done, said P.T. Wood, the newest of the county commissioners. I'll be the commissioner who gets to go to the most meetings there. The motion to approve the contract was made by Felt with Wood seconding. Approval was unanimous. With the contract signed, the groundbreaking is expected to be around May 1st or 2nd this spring, and construction is expected to take 12 months with a projected completion date of May 2024. That story, Chafee North End Public Safety Complex Construction, cleared to begin. And next up, soaring utility bills provoke questions about our energy future. This posted by Alan Best. Soaring utility bills provoke questions about our energy future. Natural gas is responsible for most of the winter surges, along with cold weather uncommon of late. But not all the answers are obvious. Colorado has had a chilly winter compared to recent decades. But the larger question, triggered by the rising utility bills, is how the state's 5.8 million residents will stay warm in coming decades. I see this story as being mostly about the future of natural gas. Utility bills from November and December that in many cases were double those of the previous year have outraged many Coloradans. Much of the heat was vented at Excel Energy, the state's largest utility with 1.4 million gas customers and 1.5 million electric customers. Black Hills Energy has 192,000 customers and Atmos has 120,000 customers. Other residents are served by municipal utilities or particularly in rural areas burn propane. Natural gas explained 80% of the increase on an average utility bill, according to research by the Colorado Public Utilities Commission staff. Gas prices surged, caused largely by supply disruptions caused by Russia's war against Ukraine. Prices have now moderated, but were responsible for 34% of bill increases. Uncommon cold explained another 30%, according to the PUC staff research. For example, temperatures at Denver's Central Park averaged 8 degrees colder than the year prior, which, by the way, was the second warmest since record-keeping began in the 1930s. The Central Park station was then called Stapleton Airport. Russ Schumacher, the Colorado climatologist, says heating degrees days, a measure of the energy needed to heat buildings, rose 30% at Central Park. 
Excel said its customers in Colorado used 35.5% more gas in November and 31% more in December than in the same months in 2021. It was the coldest winter in Denver in more than 20 years. Some customers also started paying for winter storm Uri in February 2021, the week-long deep freeze whose utilities had insufficiently hedged their contracts. They paid through the nose, and those costs are now being passed along to consumers. This financial pain was evident this past week at the State House when Governor Jared Polis introduced several consumers. One woman said her family had commonly gone to the mountains on Saturdays, but could not now because her husband was working Saturdays to pay for the higher utility bills. Others talked of lowering thermostats, but were still being shocked by their bills. For Excel, the high bills were being paid just as company officials informed shareholders that Colorado had delivered profits of 8.23% in 2022. That's not exorbitant. Utilities commonly do as well or better. In the compact with states, they get monopolies, score high on reliability, and never take a loss. But this had produced calls for Excel and other utilities to get more skin in the game. And that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us for the Arc Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303 786 7777